This week, we try to figure out where we're going next, and we try to read the tea leaves from the National Park Service about when national parks will reopen. Plus, why you should never leave your RV without shutting the water off. This is RV Miles. RV Miles is sponsored by L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is a proud partner of the National Park Foundation, and you can help them support the parks by shopping L.L. Bean's limited edition National Park Collection. Every time you purchase products from the National Park Collection, which includes totes, shirts, hats, patches, and more, you're helping to protect, restore, and improve parks throughout the U.S. Search National Park Collection at llbean.com and be an outsider with L.L. Bean. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of RV Miles. It's episode 142. And I said it all wrong. So keep going. It's all right. If it doesn't have to be the same every single That's week. That's true. This it is true. It can be whatever you feel in the mo. Just take it, absorb it, go with it. All right. You want to do your part here? Sure. Welcome to episode 142. I am Abby. This is Jason. We are two very hot and sweaty full-time RVers who crisscross North America with our three boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry. Each week we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations, gear, industry news, national parks, and a whole lot more. We uh, we come to you again <laughs> from uh, Camp Verde or Verde, Arizona. That's not going to get old. It's never going to get old, is it? Um, nope. And it's getting hot here. It's oh, already boy. hot. It's getting hot in her. It is almost 100 degrees today. This week we're having record heat here, which I guess is a good thing and a bad thing. It means that it's going to go back down. Yeah. Um, this isn't like something we're in for permanently. No. But we uh, we are feeling the heat. And I know, you know, some of you are, are still in the in, having that uh, northern and midwest cold right now. So It's not a bad problem <laughs> it's not the worst to thing. have. <laughs> I will say, though, that... 50 to 60% of me is about to jump the fence over there at the pool and just <laughs> just take my chances. Now like we, I'm just going to go for it. We did take the kids down uh, down by the river. The river is now low enough that we can cross it. Uh, and it only goes, it goes to about my knees. I carry Henry. Yeah. Uh, but we all, we, we all went down there and played in the water a bit, set up some so hammocks refreshing. and our slack line and stuff. And so it was nice to kind of cool off and, in the shade along the river. It was it was gorgeous. Yes, um, there's been a request that we do that again today when the podcast is done recording. Yeah. It's nice, too, because we could cross over and have sort of like this little island all to ourselves. And still, so we still felt very, like, socially distanced mm-hmm. and isolated because there were some people a little bit further down who had their own little patch, and they were fishing, and they actually had uh, a paddleboard, which looked like a ton of fun. The water is just perfectly crisp and cool and it feels wonderful to be in it and it's a nice change to have i still though boy i want that pool i know why we don't have it but i want (laughs) that pool open it is uh sunday april 26th when we're recording this 
the right final now. day of National Park Week. So we hope you all had a really great National Park Week and joined us for some of the stuff we were doing with the creative exchange. Yeah, I I, I think that was a success, and, and we'll be doing something similar to it next year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it a success <laughs> because it's wonderful to do something of this scope that's this large and not have to do it by yourself. Yeah. It's so wonderful to collaborate with a group of artists who are passionate about something that you are passionate about also because the content is so rich and so good and so varied. So it was really nice to do something that large, but not to have to do all of it on our own. Yeah. So thanks to all of you that participated in it. You guys are the best. Hopefully next year we'll be doing it from national parks. That's that's the big goal. I, <laughs> we'll see. I can't look a year ahead. <laughs> I can only talk to you about what we're doing tomorrow. So one of the big things that we get asked a lot right now is when will the national parks reopen? Do we have any information about that? And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I, I did a recording uh, yesterday, uh, some information uh, that'll be in the, the second half of the show. But uh, let's talk about what, what's going on general in this country right now as it, as it pertains to travel and stuff. It's, it's strange because we, had, it, we, we did all these weeks where we talked about closures after closures after closures. Mm -hmm. And now everybody's making plans to open back up. But in a way that's unique to each county, yeah. city, <laughs> each state. Exactly. Like, there's no real, like, this is what we're doing. So for those who are full-time RVers or those who are really itching for a camping season, it's very, very hard to tell how that still is going to shape up. We are struggling almost every single day. We just keep having the same conversation with each other we're booked here through june 15th we yes. could leave on may 15th if we want we booked a monthly rate we don't have to pay for the next month until the 15th so we could leave on may 15th that's looking less and less likely yes um, and, and not because things aren't opening up things are opening up this is true we all know this is happening but we have two very strong factors that are keeping us here a being mindful of states that have asked us to stay away, that have have asked, we don't want travelers, or if we do, you have to self-quarantine for two weeks. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like for us? Mm -hmm. And then the other one just being that really we don't know where to go, yeah. to be honest. And then that is really impacted by fact number one. Right, and, and the fact that the these different areas will open up in phases mm -hmm. and with different restrictions and at different times and figuring out what might be open there's just no answer yet so we're at least going to have to wait until some answers happen I, i'm we, we might just stay in this area again it's going to get keep getting hotter and hotter mm -hmm. and like i've said before we still haven't been able to explore much of this area so when things open up we you know we can yeah. go see some of this we have been able to start figuring out a few things we've been able to go on a couple hikes where there's nobody else around which has been nice yes um, it's been wonderful and i actually just to jump on that i just want to say i just put something up on instagram that over on our wondering family where um i shared a picture of you and i from a hike that we went recently went on and it just kind of gave two tips that I feel we have learned or we have listened to others doing that have enabled us to feel confident 
that we can go do a little social distance hiking. And I think I'm just going to share the two really quick. I know it's not really like what was on our schedule, but I think if there's anyone else like me that's feeling really nervous about doing stuff like this, these were the two things that really helped me feel a little bit more comfortable. And the first was to go during off hours. So we all seem to think that the early bird gets the worm when it comes with the hiking, but it seems that that has become a really popular time for people yes. to get out and hike. You experienced that when you tried to get a little footage of the waterfall. Yeah, on Earth Day, I went to do a live video of a waterfall for uh, for our social media, and I went very early. I went at like... Uh, it's about 7.30. Yeah, I got there at about, about 8. Uh, after the hike, I got to the waterfall at about 8, and there were lots of people there. Uh, so I kind of left that area and and went further downstream where nobody was and waited. And then I went back to that area. And for the next two and a half hours, I didn't see a soul. Yes. Um, so uh, there there are lots of people that sort of like get to that hike first thing in the morning, especially in a warm place like this. And uh, that's kind of what I was going to say, too, is that it really goes with your location. So we're all wanting to hike early in the morning because it's getting really hot here. Now, you might be somewhere where you're like, I don't want to hike early in the morning because it's still kind of chilly. I want to wait till later in the day. We'll consider going when it's chilly and just kind of bundling up a bit more because you might encounter less people on the trail. The second thing I want to mention is a be okay with getting to a trailhead and turning around if you feel that it's too busy. Do not feel like, oh, I'm here. I have to do it. If you get there and you see all these cars and that makes you feel anxious, you're not going to enjoy the hike. And don't do popular things. Go to a place exactly. that's not popular. So that's B. Search out really obscure hikes. There's lots of places you can go to walk and get out into nature and still be able to social distance. We encountered, we that trail we went on was five miles total. It was a loop. First off, that was the longest hike our boys had ever done. Yeah, so hip so hip hooray. Uh, they only complained for the first 45 minutes. <laughs> so it was a really enjoyable like six hour hike. Um, but we only encountered two people. And we went after lunch, and it was on a weekend. Mm -hmm. So when we got to the trailhead, there were a lot of cars in the parking lot, and I started to think, oh, maybe this isn't going to work. But when I looked around, I noticed that there were several smaller groups over in different picnic areas. So it looked like they had just come off the trail. So I kind of did a little bit of that math in my head, and I thought, okay, all these people have just come off. Those cars are going to leave. So the odds of us encountering people out on the trail are going to be really slim. And we encountered nobody and until right towards the end. We encountered those two horseback riders. Obviously, this depends on where you are in the country as well. And yes. I think we feel we're I think we're doing a great job at staying home and doing the social distancing and all that. I will say that people in this area aren't doing a ton of it, but. I'm shaking my <laughs> head. If you're not watching this on YouTube, just know I'm shaking my head. But part of, the, yeah. part of the reason I think they feel that way is that there aren't a ton of cases in Arizona. But obviously, if you're somewhere where there are a ton of cases, that your, your level of, of concern rises dramatically. Yeah. But my level of concern, I this is just me. Again, I think the beautiful thing about our country is we all have the choice to react to things in the way that we want to react to them within reason, okay? Um, I still treat this area 
as though I was back in Chicago, back in New York City, in, in Detroit. It, you know, I still treat it as though I should be doing all those things that our friends across the country are having to do to keep their community safe because all it takes is one spark to light a flame. All right. Well, a lot of the manufacturers are getting back to work uh, around May 3rd. So uh, RV construction in Elkhart, Indiana is going to be back at, at full steam here in, in the next week. Um, Go RVing, which is sort of the marketing arm of the RV Industry Association, has been doing what they're calling a, a social listening study, where they're monitoring social media posts and trying to figure out what potential RV customers are thinking and trying to tell the rest of the industry how they should be marketing right now, if they should be marketing right now, and uh, you know what kind of plans that they might be making for customers. So I want to share with you a couple things that they have learned. Uh, number one, that most conversations regarding campgrounds and RVing has been positive. Um, many comments applauding campgrounds and parks for taking action on the safety of public, as well as general positive conversations regarding the RV lifestyle in the future. And that's been sort of a real common thread among the RV industry that they feel like RV travel is going to be very popular going forward as people are more and more afraid of airplanes and hotel rooms and cruise ships and all that. Which is something we talked a little bit about last yeah. week, I think, too. Like, this is... Right. Yeah. Negative conversations mostly stem from updates on campground closures and individuals sharing their frustration with having to postpone travel plans. And obviously... That is a fray, even if you're, even if you understand it, it's a frustration to have to postpone your travel. Uh, makeshift camping has become a popular thing. People camping in their backyard, people camping in their driveway, and trying to make the best of this situation. Disapproval of those who travel despite shelter-in-place mandates is uh, is a common. Thing that they're seeing on social media those who rent rvs and take their families out of populated cities to avoid catching the virus despite lockdown orders sort of you know not playing fair with the rest of us and potentially spreading the virus around the country there's there's a lot of that um conversation happening so if you want to read more about that i'll put a link to that in in the show notes uh it's an article in rvbusiness.com where they sort of lay that out and there's a, there's a lot more information in there as well. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we're going to talk about when national parks will reopen. We'll be right back. While we're all staying in one place, now is the perfect time to dream about travel and plan that epic future road trip. And Road Trippers Plus is the perfect way to plan your route and find great stops along the way. A Road Trippers Plus subscription allows you to add up to 150 stops ad-free, which means you can build the adventure of a lifetime. A Road Trippers Plus subscription is normally $29.99. However, RV Miles listeners can save 20% off with coupon code RVMILES917X at checkout. That's 20% off Road Trippers Plus with code RVMILES917X, all one word. You can find the link and coupon code in the show notes at RVMILES.com slash 142. 
It's time for the answer to last week's brain teaser. The Mitchells want to do something interesting as a family this weekend. Here is an idea from each person of what they'd like to do for fun. Oh, those Mitchells. One, go fishing in a lake. Two, play card, board, or arcade games. Three, explore a rainforest. Or four, visit a petting zoo. If mom has zoophobia and dad has dendrophobia, Alan has pagonophobia, and Jasmine has limnophobia, uh, and I'm not sure if I'm saying all those right or not, <laughs> what can this family do together for fun? Okay, I just want to guess. I just want to guess because sure. I didn't look at the answer yet. Okay. Um, You're looking, though. I'm not. You're I'm, looking. I'm not looking at the answer. I'm looking <laughs> at my options. Uh, I know they can't go to the zoo. So I, at least I assume that Zootopia or Zoophobia. Zootopia. Zootopia. Well, that was a good movie. Not really. I haven't seen it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say explore a rainforest. The Michels would have to play board games, oh. card games, or <laughs> arcade games. Okay. They can't go fishing because Jasmine has limnophobia, which is the fear of lakes. They can't explore a rainforest because Dad has dendrophobia, which is the fear of trees. And they can't visit a petting zoo because mom has zoophobia, which is a fear of animals. Alan has pagonophobia, which is a fear of beards. Oh, he can't be your friend. <laughs> so that doesn't affect their choices. He'd be so afraid of your beard. <laughs> I, you know what? I mean, playing card games, good for them because I just, but I just didn't want them to lose the option to go to the rainforest. <laughs> All right. What a bummer. <laughs> so one of the questions we're getting asked quite a bit right now. Uh, especially in our America's National Parks Facebook group where we've got 60,000 people itching to get out into national parks is when will national parks open? So yesterday I went down by the river to record a little video and, and Did talk you take about your magic that. eight ball with you? <laughs> well, you know. Shake it up really quick. When will the <laughs> national parks open? I, I didn't know the answer, but I've got a lot of advice. So here's that video. As a lot of people are itching to make summer travel plans, and states begin making plans to reopen. One of the questions we're fielding quite a bit right now is when will the national parks open? Anybody that says they know the answer for sure is lying, but there's a lot of information out there to share that can help people make informed decisions. So I thought I'd go through some of that for you today. But first of all, let me say that I'm recording this on April 25th, and the information here is sure to change quickly when states do begin to lift their shelter in place restrictions. Now, Last Wednesday, in an Earth Day speech, the president issued a brief announcement that public lands will begin opening soon. But the White House and the Department of the Interior haven't issued any sort of specific plans or dates for parks to open. In fact, they're leaving it to the superintendents at the moment. So it's important to note that not all national parks are actually entirely closed. And those that are, they weren't all closed at once. Various forms of social distancing, event cancellations, and facility closures were put in place first before decisions to close parks entirely were made. Many parks continued to host large crowds of people, even with no restrooms, lodging, or camping available. And it was the states and the gateway communities, small towns that often serve national park visitors, that pressed for total closures, which came in waves throughout late March. The most likely situation right now is that national parks will open in the reverse of the way they closed. In a conference call with local tourism business operators from nearby communities, Yellowstone Superintendent Cam Sholley discussed how the park is making plans for reopening, saying that he's very concerned because in that last week that the park was open, people weren't taking social distancing seriously. Not only do millions of tourists come to Yellowstone each year, 
but thousands of seasonal employees had yet to arrive from all over the country. All those new bodies could have put a major strain on the small local hospitals if the coronavirus broke out there. So it's likely that Yellowstone won't open until those communities want it to, and there's a battle brewing between the seasonal businesses that want to get back to work to survive and the residents in the healthcare community who want to keep the virus away. Sholly said opening would be at least a few weeks away and likely would take place in phases, saying that perhaps hotels wouldn't open right away, but cabins would. Echoing that sentiment, Zantara, the concessionaire that operates much of Yellowstone's lodging and campgrounds, as well as at some other national parks, said that it's shooting for a June 15th opening day, which has been pushed back from May 22nd and could be pushed back again. At that point, they'll be opening cabins with private baths and campgrounds only. At first, Zantara was saying that only Mammoth Hotel would open in 2020 and Old Faithful Inn, Grant Village, Roosevelt Lodge would not. Now, they're holding out hope that they may reopen all the lodges, but the situation is fluid and no dates have been set. In addition, travel restrictions are sure to affect any opening date. For instance, if Montana waived its mandatory two-week quarantine for out-of-state visitors, but Wyoming did not, travel to Yellowstone would be hard. Meanwhile, in Utah, the governor has reopened state parks and says he supports a safe and structured reopening of Utah's five national parks. But again, gateway communities will lead. Moab, which serves Arches and Canyonlands National Parks, has a hospital with only 17 beds. So the three surrounding counties put some of the strictest travel restrictions in the country in place back in March, forcing all lodging to close and travelers to leave. It's not likely that those counties will support a quick reopening of parks. And all of that is to say that the situation continues to be fluid, but plans are being made for slow openings that will be guided by local communities. But travelers will have to consider whether it's worth it to head to parks that may have closed bathrooms and restaurants and possibly maximum visitor quotas. And as much as people like to say that there's no better place to social distance than national parks, it's entirely untrue. Trails require walking past others, coming the other direction. Scenic overlooks and shuttle buses get crowded. People don't spread out among Yellowstone's 2.2 million acres. They congregate near the roads and among all the famous spots. I suggest that Americans visit the outdoors within a day's drive of their local community when things open back up and save travel plans until at least the fall, or just be willing to make a decision at the very last minute. RV Miles is sponsored by the Highway Weather app. When it comes to RV travel, weather safety is a top priority, which is why the Highway Weather app provides weather forecasts for road trips along every point of your route, adjusted to your time of travel. You can compare forecasts, get recommendations for the best time to head out, get severe weather alerts, add rest stops along long trips, and more. Did we mention that all of this is included free in the app? For subscribers, there's a hands-free background feature to automatically alert you to upcoming bad weather. To download the app, visit highwayweather.io today or look for it in your iOS or Android app store. It's time for our Fresh Tank Black Tank segment where we took a, where we talk about the good, the bad, the stinky in the world today. 
Abby, what we is your black tank? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my black tank this week is a little personal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So here we go. Uh, so a few days ago, I was scrolling through the gram, Instagram, for those of you not in the know. And I noticed, uh, I noticed, I noticed your back. <laughs> I'm like, that looks like my husband's back. Well, that looks like our bus. Hey, that looks like that picture I took when we broke down at the Arizona New Mexico border after we had had that horrible issue with not getting the alignment on the bus. Perhaps you all remember this. It's somewhere around episode 96. If you want to go back and listen to it, I don't want to. Except it wasn't on our Instagram Except account. Except <laughs> it wasn't on our Instagram account. And I looked, and it was from a company called RV Unlimited. They are mobile repair techs, and they're based out of New York. And I was livid. And they're getting our black tank, not because, well, for so many reasons, but A, I was livid that they were passing off this repair tech in the photo as their guy doing their work, which was not the case because the man who did the work for us in Arizona saved our family's lives. He was fantastic. And he deserves all the praise and credit for what he did, not some RV Unlimited company up in New York taking other people's intellectual property and passing it off as their own. I have contacted them. I kind of lit them on fire a little bit through social media. They've yet to take the photo down. And they don't even acknowledge that they stole it from us. They not, didn't they, they didn't, didn't even credit us. us. Not they that, didn't tag us. But that's not the biggest that's concern. Not the point. It, it's the fact that they stole that they're passing off this repair tech as their own. Right. And that's the thing. I wouldn't be black tanking them or even talking about this on the podcast if it was just a question of like someone grabbed a picture that belongs to us and then I had to say take that down. That's happened before. There are websites out there that keep grabbing articles that we write and passing them off on their own. They're doing this to other people as well. You kind of have to stay really diligent about stuff like that. What makes me so angry is just the fact that they're this RV tech in Arizona, he's not like they're they're saying that he's theirs, that he does that work. And to do work on a schoolie, on a school bus, uh, look, RV repair techs are very, very important to what we all do, and they are very, very skilled. But so are school bus. School yeah, I mean, and it's a completely different it, mindset. Let's be honest. It wasn't an RV repair tech. It no. was a heavy equipment wrecker. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so I feel like to say, to have a picture of a schoolie and to claim that your repair tech could come out and do this work that your repair techs aren't even doing. Yeah. Just infuriates me beyond all belief. The photo is still there. I cannot get them to take it down. I have reported them. Numerous people have reported them. Numerous people have left comments. They have posted numerous photos since putting our picture up. I've emailed them. They will not acknowledge at all that they took this photo from us and then tried to pass off somebody else's so work. It's so strange. Oh, it's so strange, and it's so disappointing. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go see it if you want for yourself because it's still there. They're RV Unlimited on Instagram. What's your fresh tank for this week? My fresh tank this week is something that just brought me so much 
joy for my walking life. Because, you know, I try to go for a walk every single day. So I'm super hooked on rewatch podcasts. We've been watching The Office Ladies Office Rewatch podcast. Or listening, listening yes. to The Office Ladies Office Rewatch yes. podcast as we're watching The, the Office for a so, while now. Uh, but I only really like them if they are done by actors or creators from the show because I think that they can mm-hmm. offer an insight into the show that's a behind the scenes. Like I love behind the scenes making of kind of stuff. So I was thrilled to see that there is a Scrubs rewatch podcast that just launched with Zach Braff and Donald Frazon. And they are so much fun. They sing. Oh, I haven't told you this yet. They sing their opening theme song. And it is just, it's pure Scrubs gold. Like these two, much like Angela and Jenna from the Office Ladies podcast, are really good friends in real life and have been. And so they're re-watching. They're going back. I love Scrubs. It was one of my favorite shows. And so... I highly recommend it. Even if you aren't a big Scrubs fan, it's just really fascinating to listen to how comedy is put together and how serious a business it is. All right, Jay, what's your black tank this week? Oh, oh guys. Um, Oh, is it us? It's us. (laughs) We got black tanked. Oh, Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. This campground is awesome. This campground has fantastic water pressure, uh, which... (laughs) You know, if if you have an RV, you probably know that you should be using a water pressure regulator where should wherever you, know you are. Now, should you know that, Jason? We the water pressure isn't like so crazy You're that like, I like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let me explain here. <laughs> it's not so crazy <laughs> that I thought it was dangerous or anything like that. It's just good water pressure. It was strong and fast. Um. Strong and fast. Yeah. So we, I didn't put our regulator on. Trying really hard not to have a Michael Scott moment. I didn't put our water pressure regulator on. And we're sitting here in our living room the other day, just hanging out, watching and relaxing. And all of a sudden, we hear like a, a boom type noise and a spraying type noise. (laughs) And we uh, look under our sink and find that. Are uh, one of the hoses that goes into the water heater, one of the the water hoses that goes into the water heater, had burst away from it. it didn't like break or anything, but it sort of burst off of its connection, <sighs> and water was just spraying wildly under we our kitchen cabinets. We're like, I wish I had us on film because I'm like. Jason, Jason, get me some towels. And I'm like, I'm shoving ever because it's we, underneath. I'm shoving all of our cleaning supplies out of there. I'm trying to thrust my little body. Like I'm trying to squeeze it into this little tiny area. And all I could find was a hand towel. Because, yeah, like that's well, going to really and work. And then I just broke into all our towels and we soaked every towel that we had. Oh, it was. After I went out and shut the water off, of course. Yes. And so he runs out. And it must have been very loud and chaotic here as this was all happening because the next day our neighbors across the road said as we were walking past them they go hey did you guys have a water issue yesterday (laughs) we said well as a matter of fact yes we did was it that obvious but i mean there was in that short amount of time there was so much water and I have scratches all over my hands from just trying to fit myself into this little spot. And then 
just oh it was a mess and I got had to get the hand I had to get my hair dryer out because we needed to dry up it, it was it was oh, rough it was, and it was rough. Th- so there are two big lessons here one is to always use your water pressure regulator don't be like Jason <laughs> don't be like the uppersons you don't have to carry but this the all other on one, your own and this is one that not a lot of people think of or remember or do and but this is something that I have been doing uh, I don't always remember to but I try to remember to shut your water off when you leave your RV yes there I mean I'm going to make a note for us yeah. on the door there, I'm going to make a note that has two things turn off the water close the awning yeah um, we need yeah, we we uh, we left our awning open all night the other night too, which mm-hmm. was a, a big no no. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and we're pretty good about bringing the awning in anytime there's a slight breeze. But, <laughs> but yeah, but that's yeah. when we're you know awake. And often what happens is we get these like gusts of wind like mid afternoon. Like we've started to get them because it's around one thirty that it starts. But then it dies off into the evening. But had we not been here when that when that water leak began. Oh my god. Our our trailer would have been, would have been ruined. I mean, we would have had so much damage. We would have come home and it would have been floating down. And we like the I said, River. we were not using our water or anything when mm-hmm. it happened. It just happened. And we've seen it happen to other RVs at campgrounds where they've just all of a sudden have water pouring out the door and they're gone for the day and somebody runs over and shuts their water off for them. We've had a lot of oopsie daisies. Yeah. But thankfully, we've been home when they happened. Anyway, uh, you know, three three big things. Always, always plug in with a surge protector. Always hook your water up with a pressure regulator. Um, and, and, and I've seen people say, you know, PEX, it's PEX plumbing that goes through your RV. And it should be good up to at least 80 PSI. It should be don't test it. Should be as a matter of who installed it. And we don't have licensed plumbers installing the plumbing on these RVs. Okay, no. so um, and I, I'm the the connection was a little janky, and it probably should have been able to handle this campground's water pressure. It is. It's just not something to risk. So you yeah. always use your water pressure regulator and always shut your water off. When you leave your RV. Yeah, don't be like the upper sons. (laughs) All right, what is your fresh tank for this week? Uh, My fresh tank is is from KOA. KOA campgrounds, uh, you know, private campgrounds in general, like the one we're staying at now, are really leading the way during this coronavirus pandemic, really helping traveling RVers, traveling nurses and doctors and and essential workers that do have to move around and people that are full-time and staying where they are. They're really been leading the charge in helping us out and making sure that the government knows that they are essential businesses and they should be open for people who do live in campgrounds like us. But unfortunately, all of them have had to deal with cancellations. You know, they have people not coming to travel to their park because they're not camping right now. And there have been lots of issues with that where campgrounds might not be refunding reservations because you know legally if if they are still able to offer the service you know if if they haven't been closed down by the state or what or if they haven't chose to close down they don't have to give you a refund if you if you call to cancel and there are lots of people that just aren't traveling right now because they can't so there are people that are losing lots of money. Now, some of the better campgrounds are doing things like if either giving the refund, if they can afford to, um, or 
they're offering things like a buy one get one free for next year if you if you don't cancel your um you know if you just move your dates instead of canceling altogether or or a discount or whatever it might be well koa has decided the 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 koa franchise corporation um, you know most koas are privately owned and they're just a franchise um but the the corporation koa has given out over five million dollars to its affiliated campgrounds to cover these cancellations uh and and returns for for cancellation fees so that koa customers don't feel like they they were you know taken advantage of when they had to cancel yeah i think it's fantastic i do too and that's exactly what i was about to say i have been really impressed with koa during all of this and what they're doing to from a private campground perspective to step up and almost encourage and not make it seem like a negative thing that we can't camp right now or that their campgrounds aren't open and i don't mean that in in a positive way like yay we can't open but putting a spin on it that says you know we're all disappointed but don't worry the camping season will come back And then to recognize those, you know, I'm reading this article here, and I really do like their CEO, Toby O'Rourke. I like what she says here. And, you know, she talks about that they were just giving to, you know, company-owned properties were not factored into that $5 million. But if you were to factor that in, it'd be another over $1 million. So the $5 million is just going back to those that are franchised. I just, I think that what they're doing is is really great. All right, let's wrap this episode up with a brain teaser, Abby's favorite time of the show. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> A woman was standing at a table while a man sat on the other side of the table. The man had a drink but had not ordered any food. The woman took something out of her shoe and put it in front of the man on the table. The man looked at it carefully, but didn't touch it. The woman then took something else out of the same shoe and put it on her side of the table, but the man didn't look at it. The woman then took something else out of her shoe and put it on the table in front of the man, who looked at it, but again didn't touch it. The woman then pulled a fourth object out of her shoe and put it on her side of the table. This time the man looked at the object she had just put down and asked her politely to not give him anything else from her shoe. Hmm. What is going on here? Anything? Bueller? Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was looking at Facebook. Uh, awesome. Please continue. It's time <laughs> we'll, for the outro. <laughs> we'll have the answer to that and a whole lot more on next week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, we will. And if you want to see the two of us acting fools, go over to YouTube and watch the RV Miles podcast. You can find us there. Of course, if you are subscribed and listening on your favorite podcast app, thank you so much for being with us this week. To all of you who continue to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review, thank you. If you haven't done that yet, please do it. It just really helps get us in front of new listeners. A few things to remind you of. RV Miles is all across social media. So that's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter Lite. Now, if you are shopping on Amazon, we have a pinned post on the RV Miles Facebook page that we would love for you to go and check out. That just means it's an affiliate link when you shop 
we get a bit of a kickback. There's no cost to you whatsoever to use this, but it does help us just sort of defer some costs. So we'll drop it in the show notes as well, but it's over on the RV Miles Facebook page. Until next week, thank you all so much for joining us. I know that was extra long and you had it to, <laughs> you I, had to add it some music. I had to start the music over. You did, but we had some business we needed to get taken care of. You had of. some business you I did. To take I care always of. got the business. So thanks so much again, everyone, for listening. We hope you are staying safe. We hope you are well. And until next week, keep logging those RV miles in whatever Virtually. Way. <laughs> Virtually. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>